Hello everyone, today it's 24 September 2019. I'm Josina Kameling, Head of Regulatory Outreach for, for the EMEA region for CFA Institute. And I'm going to share with you today some thoughts about the new European Commission priorities and specifically the Finnish presidency priorities. And I will explain what I mean when I say Finnish presidency. Let me just share with you that following the elections, and this was uh, discussed by me in a previous podcast, there is a new designate European Commission with each member state appointing an elect commissioner. I say elect because, of course, this commissioner has to be voted and through by the European Parliament and above all, he, he or she will have to go through a hearing where typically the European Parliament is starting to show its teeth quite strongly. So when we look at the um, European Commission's proposals for the next legislative period, what strikes um, me above all in Ursula von der Leyen, the president-elect, thoughts about this is that for the first time we're really starting to see a horizontal approach. We also really uh, get the feeling that there is a much more a principle of collegiality and they will decide much more together as a whole commission. There are eight vice presidents to steer and coordinate the themes. And this, again, is, 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 uh, is a new, uh, new thought of Ursula von der Leyen. And there are special uh, executive vice presidents. And again, this is new. Um, they are really going to the heart of where Ursula von der Leyen wants to go with her new commission. The three executive vice presidents are Franz Timmermans from the Netherlands, who will be focusing on a European Green Deal, Margarete Vestager from Denmark on Europe fit for the digital age, and Valdis Ombrovsky, who has already been a commissioner in the previous commission, as Margarete and Franz, by the way. And Valdis will be focusing on an economy that works for people. Interesting words, and that make you reflect, where it's clearly seen that the EU Commission is linking up to the people of Europe. It's showing a strong motivational and directional approach so that people can connect and feel that the EU is doing something for them. This is really a reaction, and it started already with the previous Commission, where there's an awareness that there was a disconnect between the Commission or EU policy makers and member states, uh, people uh, people living in the member states. And I, this really did not help the European Commission when it was trying to make policy. A further issue was that member states were also uh, taking credit for the good things that were coming out of the EU and pushing back at the EU things that were not so palatable to their national um, national member states. Uh, so this this really explains quite a lot about where this commission is 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 coming to. Von der Leyen's political guidelines um, are key, and again, when we look at financial services, we see that both she wants to complete those issues that were not completed by the previous legislature, and at the same time, she wants to be um, motivational and innovative in financial services. We do get the feeling, though, that financial services will become much more of an enabler rather than take front stage. So again, I think this is quite an interesting one. 
So to look at what needs completion, banking union definitely needs completion. There is a need for an agreement on a common backstop and completion of EDIS, which is the deposit guarantee scheme. Again, a strengthening of EMU, that is going to be key for her as well. Uh, at the same time as looking at more flexibility on fiscal rules. Taxation used to be taboo um, for the European Commission. But there is an increasing concern that taxation is, in whatever way, will have to be talked at at the EU level. Um, we know that if Brexit does happen, there is a high likelihood of tax aggressiveness uh, from the UK, which will force the EU to react. Um, there will be tax aggressiveness from the US and there might be also from, from Asia. Markets are global and this again, this is going to have to be um, addressed by the European Union. The innovation is really focusing on a greener capital markets union. And again, capital markets union was an initiative that sought to balance out the banking union. It never really... Um, succeeded in becoming an inspirational union and it suffered from being called a capital markets union. To my mind, it probably would be better to address both the banking union and the capital markets union as one and call it a financing union. As a reminder, of course, we know that in, in the EU, continental EU, following the departure of the UK, uh, banking is far stronger currently, even though there are inroads in, into this as people go online much more to buy financial products. And that is coming too with the competition from Asia. An international role for the euro, again, that is going to be quite important. It's false part, obviously, to the geopolitical discussions. The euro has an inspiration. It wants to become strong, finally, after almost 20 years of, of being in existence. It, it does need to be a proper currency, though, and that will become a point of discussion. So, in the short term, there is quite a lot of ambition by the von der Leyen Commission uh, von der Leyen has stated that in the first 100 days of her mandate, she wants to complete a European Green Deal, which will be the first ever European climate law to enshrine the 2050 climate neutrality targets into law. Very ambitious and obviously wanting to spearhead the movement that is growing globally and showing that the EU can move before everyone else. Minimum wages, in introducing a legal instrument to ensure that every single worker has a fair minimum wage in their country. Gender pay equality, coordinated artificial intelligence approach through legislation and making sure that the EU is driving this coordination specifically on human and ethical implications. This really speaks to CFA Institute's targets in capital markets policy both on sustainable finance, where we look at how practitioners can use ESG, and, but at the same time remain practical and not obscure what is really an, an investment process, and at the same time taking into account that ESG is here to stay. We know that the central banks are dealing with it through greening the financial system. Supervisors are looking at it. Companies are looking at it. And CFA Institute needs to be in, in that uh, issue.
The other point that is very much to the forefront of uh, CFA Institute because of our ethics, which is really our DNA at the core of what we try to do, is looking at artificial intelligence and how uh, and what the ethical implications are. So again, we will be sharing through later podcasts on these two topics. Now, to... To look at a little bit more detail on Valdis Dombrovsky, he was entrusted as an executive vice president for an economy that works for people and as a commissioner for financial services. Now, an economy that works for people resonates very strongly with our CFA Institute mission. In our mission statement, we say we want to lead the investment profession globally by promoting the highest standards of ethics and professional excellence for the ultimate benefit of society. So again, this is reconnecting finance to the people. And this is a really key issue at, uh, for us at, at CFA Institute. Um, it is something that we feel we can contribute to because we represent finance professionals. And so in the coming months, again, we will look and see what the commissioner will come out with in, in, in this area and we will comment on that. So in his mandate letter, Dombrovsky is expected to focus on completing the banking union, as I explained before, speeding up work towards a capital markets union, developing a green financing strategy, completing some of the files that still need to be closed as on taxonomy, proposing a fintech strategy to support new digital technologies, developing a new private-public fund specialising in IPOs for SMEs. And there also, CFA Institute, together with FESE, Accountancy Europe and the EBRD, is joined in an IPO task force where we include EU policymakers as observers and with stakeholders, and we will be proposing an IPO task force report by mid-November. Again, that will appear in a later podcast. Lastly, Dombrovsky will also be expected to focus on looking at money laundering and financing of terrorist activities. We remember in the last months the scandals by Dandanske Bank and ING. And again, um, the surprise that this could still be happening 10 years after the financial crisis. Again, also, he will need to develop a common approach with member states on cryptocurrencies, a crucial issue, and looking to ensure that Europe is more resilient to extraterritorial sanctions by third parties. And that is is going to be quite crucial, too, in the geopolitical issue. The other commissioner that I will be focusing today is the new commissioner for the economy. Paolo Gentiloni from Italy was appointed as the new commissioner. He will ensure that the application of the Stability and Growth Pact will be flexible, as flexible as possible as allowed in the rules. We need to stimulate the economy. Ways to address excessive indebtedness in both the public and private sector. Working on the design of a European unemployment benefit reinsurance. Finding an international agreed approach on digital taxation. And working together with the Commissioner for the Green Deal on carbon border tax. Also, he will have to look at a common consolidated corporate tax base, something that has been played around for years uh, within the EU arena, and that will be very useful to develop a single market. And again, lastly, and there he will link in to Valdis Dombrovskis, measures to combat harmful tax regimes around the world and against tax fraud, evasion and avoidance. So these are really missions that link closely together together. 
And that's where I said in the beginning, looking at the horizontal lines, it is going to be really interesting to see this commission develop that. Horizontal lines was something that was very much missing after the crisis in financial services, everything was dealt with in silos, which was good in containment, but it wasn't very useful in innovation. And lastly, in innovation, going back to the Green Deal, Franz Timmermans, the Dutch uh, new uh, elect uh, commissioner for, for the European Green Deal, he really will have to take on and work with the commissioners in financial services, in the SME, in the growth uh, sectors, etc. He will have to work with them to really look and see how finance can contribute to this, how we can, at the same time, while we protect our market, we stimulate new companies coming to the floor, looking at really having a climate culture and at the same time leading by example while not pricing ourselves out of existence because that is really going to be key. So lastly, very shortly, what is Ursula von der Leyen's approach on Brexit? There she has been very careful and the current commission under Juncker is, is still in place and has been clear to the UK friends saying we can be flexible on the political declaration because that's not um, an agreement. It's, it is a statement. We can be flexible on that. We can help you as far as possible. But we cannot renegotiate the withdrawal agreement. And that is, again, a very strong statement. It is also a clear sign that currently all the member states are still very much together on this issue and clearly a unified approach. So we have to see as the end of the month of September comes and we get into October, how the UK will react to this. At the moment, as I speak, it is very much, uh, uh, I would say, high-low approach. And we one day is, is one thing and the other another. So it is very difficult to come forward with any real forecasts of where we will be. Again, this uncertainty means that financial services have to really be prepared for no-deal Brexit. The FCA has upped its, its, its uh, statements to the financial sector on the continent. Uh, ESMA has also been very active, planning for continuation, specifically in the derivatives markets. But it is going to be a crucial time for everyone. And in that time, we also see the European Commission taking into account the new geopolitics by relooking at equivalence. Third country equivalence is a key negotiating instrument. Before, it was much easier. Now, we see that the European Commission is able to pick and choose and also to put a limit on equivalence to say we do it on a one-year rolling basis. That is a sign of the times for the UK. And again, we will have to see how it will pan out. Very quickly, Finland is chairing the presidency of the European Union. It rotates every six months. In January, Croatia will take over. In July, Germany will take over and Portugal will take over in January 21. The Finnish presidency is very much focused on sustainable growth and competitiveness, something dear to the Finnish heart. 
It is also very much going to look at improving the functioning of the single market and looking at rules-based trade policy. Again, this is very much in the sign of the times on where we are in geopolitics and Brexit. It is going to look at effective means to promote growth and well-being in the EU. Again, this is dear to the Finnish heart. And improving the service economy. So looking at digital services, innovation, technology, and eliminating the barriers to cross-border in trade and services. So the Finnish presidency has stated as its goal, it really does want to make Europe the global leader of the digital economy. And we can expect quite a lot of ambitious measures on that. So on the financial sector side... Again, completing the banking union as far as possible, the Finnish will try and and push to completing that by December. We know that Croatia will probably continue within the same lines that the Finnish presidency has stated. And by the time the German presidency starts, they have indicated that their particular focus on financial services will be on investor protection related issues. So here I end. I thank you very much and I look forward to the next podcast. Thank you very much.